0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary DW avoid work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's for the city, man. Big 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 bowl in the Clit C. The Astros 2017 World Series champions. Champion.
2: The Houston Texans select Clit Clit Deshaun
1: Watson. Your Holy Toledo! Well off at the Rockets are world champions for the second year in a row. The city man, you don't want no problems now clutch city sunday clutch city sunday with michael connor and brian la lima on sports talk 790
0: fights around over the top of it hard though fires a three and it goes in 15 straight rockets points from the bearded one up to 31 for the game his third made three of the Rockets. The first to 100. They lead by eights.
3: Well, you take them. How you get them. James Harden. Rough shooting night last night, but the Rockets, he gets it going late. They get another huge night out of Ben McLemore. They get a victory to get our Sunday here on Clutch City Sunday rolling. Michael Connor here with you this morning. Jackson Gatlin as well. Brian LaLima is not with us today. Uh, but we are with you until noon. 713-212-5790 is the phone number to join us. Uh, we will get you everything that we have ahead of Texans and Broncos, baby. Are you jacked? Are you? You should be because the Texans are good. It is a Sunday where the Texans are expected to get a victory with ease. We will actually get the college football playoff rankings during the show today, Jackson. Are you excited about that? Coming up in about, I think it's expected in about 15 minutes, they announce the final four for the college football playoff.
2: I got my breaking news sounder ready to go.
3: Do you? Look at you. Prepared, ready to go on a Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this right now. It's going to be these four teams, LSU, now who knows the order, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. That's who it's going to be. If it's not those four, well, then we'll have pandemonium. And college football. But those are the four teams that should have it. I'm looking at the TV right now. It's ESPN. They've got a bunch of people at the four places that I just laid out. And so we'll set up those matchups when we get them. Maybe in the next segment here on the show. Again, 713-212-5790 is the number to join us. Uh, But we'll get more into those Rockets here in just a bit as well. And a quick little preview because tomorrow is my last day of the week. I'm only working tomorrow. Then I'm off to Disney World for A few days. Pray for me. Sounds like fun. I've never been. Oh, that's exciting. Taking children. That's less exciting. Yeah. And I don't do roller coasters, but I'm going to be baited into doing roller coasters. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to throw up on people. It's my experience coming at Disney World this week.
2: couple white claws, hop on a coaster.
3: Absolutely no white claws. Absolutely no alcohol. I don't want anything in my stomach to puke up, because I will. That's why I don't do roller coasters. So I'll do them. And again, pray for me. But the Texans today, against a Broncos team, the Texans without a key contributor to the offense when he's out there this season, and basically every year that he's been here, Will Fuller, inactive again today for the Houston Texans. Uh, The hamstring an issue, the Texans keeping him out, a game that they, on paper, can afford to keep him out. We sat here last Sunday, Jackson, ahead of Sunday night football when the Texans were taking on the New England Patriots and said, well, this feels like it should be a loss. And we both predicted losses. And there was nothing wrong with doing that because the history of the Texans against the Patriots was not good. And we know that we're coming off of a week where, well... They put my foot in my mouth, and I'm always okay with it. We have to see it to believe it with that team.
2: Hey, we're going to eat crow, but I'm happy to do it.
3: Always. And if they want to take the next step, sure. And I pumped it all week, and I'll continue to say it. After we watched that Patriots team take on the Texans last Sunday night at NRG, they're the most overrated good team in football. They're good-ish. But when they've played good teams this year, they've not been very good. They beat up, and that's part of being great. You have to beat up on the bad teams, right? And they did that. They came into the game with a 10-1 and record, but they got stomped by Baltimore. And then they honestly got stomped by the Houston Texans. So that's why this week, coming off of that stomping of New England is so damn important. Don't let this game linger today. Don't let a Broncos team, led by Drew Locke, who's barely been on a practice field this year because he was on IR and they brought him back and is barely... It's a game you should crush the opponent. And you have to... This will instill some more confidence in us. And like, okay, you don't want the letdown game after the big game. And I think that's something that we all worry about when it goes on, is that you will have that letdown type of performance. They don't do that today? Good. They go out there without Will Fuller and they just put up a bunch of points and you know you kind of this is the game like they when they played the Atlanta Falcons earlier this season at NRG where you sit here and you watch it and you or you lead into it and you say if you just do you you're going to be up big at halftime and you're going to cruise to a victory today and get yourself in an even better position to win the division and Continue to apply pressure now. The Patriots, they're not going to end up slipping far enough, you'd think, to where the Texans could grab the two seed. They're, They're playing for the three seed. You're playing for the home playoff game in the wild card. You're playing for the chance to probably play the Patriots again in the divisional round in Foxborough. And that's a team that if you get there again against them, even though it's in a place where they just don't lose, haven't lost there in forever, there's no reason to fear them. And right now, the way it's lined up, you can have a a marginal expectation. Is that the right way to phrase it? A, A slight expectation that this team should be playing an AFC Championship game this year against the Baltimore Ravens if it all plays out to chalk on paper like we expect it to. But today's another important spot to show it. And at some point, we have to give some damn credit on the defensive side of the football for the way that they've played. Because everything about them, when we look at them, we know the concerns that we have for them on the back end defensively. They've outplayed probably who they should be. And that's a credit to them. That's a credit to the game plans that Romeo Cornell has dialed up as the season has moved along. They should look good again on defense today against a Denver team that's running out. Again, a rookie quarterback who, I mean, we have no way to gauge exactly what he is, but let's be, he's probably going to be a eh, type of quarterback. You should crush him. You got to watch out for Cortland Sutton because he'll probably make some catches and put up some yards. He did that last week against the Chargers, had a couple of uh, touchdown catches against them. So that's the kind of guy that could beat you.
2: It's almost three months to the day since opening game of the season against New Orleans, kind of the crushing loss. Would you imagine that we'd be sitting here talking about the Texans like this the way we are?
3: No, because I thought that – th- I really thought it was like a 500 team. Now, it changed a little bit when Andrew Luck decided to, okay, I'm done, and they've fallen off now too. They're The Titans are suddenly in the driver's seat for the – second wild card spot that's going to be probably going to an AFC South team, or the wild card spot that's going to be going to an AFC South team, I should say. But over the next four games, the Texans, okay, they have eight wins. They should get to 11 again, right? It'd be a failure if they don't get to 11, in all honesty. Because you have Denver, you have the Bucks, and you have two against the Titans. And I still just... The Titans are more dangerous than they were with Marcus Mariota. That's for damn sure. Everybody knows that because Ryan Tannehill's actually playing pretty good football for them. But still, it's Ryan Tannehill. And you worry about Derrick Henry, who's getting through his season dealing with injury, but keeps putting up monster yards. He barely practices anymore, but for good reason with that Titans team. And they just feed him the rock. And Tannehill's better and more dangerous than Mariota was. And look, credit to them for doing it. Didn't think that they could do it. They've done it. It's your division to win. Eleven wins should be the minimum. And if you want to get stupid and win all four games, which won't be easy because you do have two of them, which will be heated battles against Tennessee because they're still fighting for their lives in the playoffs. If you want to win twelve games, go for it. They've won twelve games one time in the history of the franchise. That was two thousand and twelve. I believe yeah, two thousand and twelve. After after the two thousand eleven year where they went. 10-6 and six and won the division with T.J. Yates at the end of it playing the quarterback spot. This is a better team than we expected them to be, that being the Houston Texans. And it all comes down to, more than anything, because they're quarterback. And we've seen it, though. When he stinks, they stink. That's how it goes for a lot of teams. There's very few teams that can survive weeks where their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, stinks. But my God, when this guy booms, he booms as high as it gets. He's a monster, and today it sets up again for him to have a monster day against an inferior team. Get yourself to nine wins. Guarantee another winning season for Bill O'Brien. On his way to his fourth division title in six years as the head coach as the, for the Houston Texans. We love to hate Bill O'Brien, but look, last week, he was good. He was really good, and again, I get it. It's always going to take seeing it to believe it with the Houston Texans when it comes playoff time, but based off the way that they've played, bouncing back from the brutal, brutal loss to the Baltimore Ravens out of that bye week, got past the Colts in a tough game. It wasn't all that pretty at times. And then again, to clobber a Patriots team like they did, because the score was closer at the end, we all know, than it actually was. They slaughtered them and they just bullied them all night long. And you could never completely write off the Patriots long term because of who they are in their history, but something just looks and feels off from that Patriots team. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is that Baltimore is completely winning us over as well. They're clearly a monster and the best team in the conference, but the Texans have every right to feel like they can do it against anybody. There will be no faith that they get to the point where they play Baltimore again, and look, at that point, though, you're playing in an AFC Championship game if you're facing them, if it, if it plays out as it is now. I That would be the ultimate, sorry, Texans. We would apologize like crazy, because we didn't believe, and I'm ready to believe. They made us believe for a stretch last year when they won nine straight games, and they're buying me they're buying me back in, completely back in, and I'm happy about it. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety is the number to join us here on a clutch city Sunday. The college football playoff rankings are coming out momentarily. We will get them for you in the next segment right here on Sports Talk seven ninety.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. The Group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Clutch City Sunday, Clutch City Sunday returns. returns. Once again, Michael Connor and Brian La Lima
2: this here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside when they pull up they get me loose yeah jump out boys that's nike boys hop in our coast. way too big when we pull up give me the loop give me the loop
3: well, let's the the me. Rimmy, up at post. clutch city sunday michael connor jackson gadlin is here we're awaiting the announcement here momentarily of the college football playoff rankings for the final time we've had all of the pissing and moaning and bitching and all that stuff about oh but this team should be here this team should be there real quick let's give our guesses number one jackson will be
2: clemson Nah.
3: good try <laughs> they've been stuck at like three and four right yeah it's coming yeah. out right now
2: well i was trying to make a hot take
3: yeah, it's, it's a good hot take. I mean, look, they're, they're undefeated. I'm, I'm going watch LSU. It, watch it happen. <laughs> LSU, number one. Okay, so here we go. Number four is officially out. It is the Oklahoma Sooners. There you go. Congratulations to Sooner fans. You are going back to the college football playoff. Jalen Hurts and the uh, Oklahoma Sooners beating the Baylor Bears yesterday in overtime in the Big 12 championship game, getting the four seed in the college football playoff. I will go ahead and say number three will end up being Clemson here. I think number two will be Ohio State, and number one will be LSU. Ohio State had a little bit of a scare against Wisconsin yesterday.
2: That's the fair prediction, but that's boring.
3: I know it is, but it's probably realistic. What's wrong with being realistic? Why do I got to have hot take? Why?
2: Because it's sports talk radio, man. We got to get people
3: riled up. What's wrong with being logical? Why is it that we get more reaction to being a dumbass than actually using your brain
2: because you got guys like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith who perpetuate being a dumbass it's one of the most
3: mind-boggling and irritating things in life they got to be loud and crazy to be relevant when did we get away from being level-headed and logical and smart and just normal why can't we have grown-up conversations how about that you can't have that with college football stuff all the time. Why are they still sitting here? So they've revealed number four and they've just left the, s- the screen up showing it and they just haven't shown number three yet. Give us number three, damn it. But again, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it'll be Clemson. Just based off of the way that LSU destroyed... Okay, so there it is. Number three in the college football playoff is, as expected... The Clemson Tigers. They will be taking on the number two seed, which will be revealed momentarily. Number four will take on number one, of course. And based on the season that they had, the way that they played all year long, I just do not think that it should be anybody but LSU at number one. They put Ohio State ahead of LSU multiple times. And a lot of it has to do, I think, with the way that they. Have to they they want to incite conversation they they want to they want us to talk about the college football playoff rankings right they want us to talk about everything they want them their sport to be in the conversation and I get it but LSU all season long they beat better opponents they beat a ton of top ten teams and then based off the way that they played again yesterday in the drubbing of Georgia they're the best team in college football and Joe Burrow is without a doubt the Heisman winner and did it again yesterday. I mean, the dude was 28 of 39, 349, and four touchdowns in the 37-10 win over the number four Georgia Bulldogs. And I know that Georgia was de- like down some weapons on offense, but LSU decided to play defense. And I don't care who the hell plays anybody in this playoff. Like LSU should roll through it and win both their games and be champions this year. It would be a surprise they're not. Do you think Chris Gordy's happy right now? No, I think a little bit. Just a bit. He was at the game yesterday in Atlanta. I would guess that he was pretty drunk.
2: He was. We got him pregame, and he actually hadn't had a single drink yet. So he said. "That's a, Why would you go to the game and
3: not have a single drink? Beats me. I mean, because you had to know what was coming. LSU was going to clobber Georgia. I'd want to be drunk for all of it. So number two is out. And it is exactly as I thought it would be. Ohio State is number two in the playoff ranking. They will play Clemson in their first game. So that means the LSU Tigers are the number one team in the college football playoff ranking. They will take on the Oklahoma Sooners in their game. So we could get, we should get, it feels like, an LSU and Ohio State national championship game. But you cannot look past Clemson against Ohio State in that game. And they were there last year, they're the champions. They started to like their their resume this season compared to everybody else there in that College Football Playoff was not good. You can't do anything about your conference being crap. They played an out of conference game against A&M early in the season at home where they didn't look all that great and They didn't look spectacular early in the year against anybody. But they started to really roll late in the season. If Clemson beats Ohio State, that's completely possible. I mean, you wouldn't be there without it, but I think a lot of people are going to end up picking Clemson to beat Ohio State in that game. And part of that's going to end up being because Ohio State struggled to get to the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin early on, but they found their way to the victory, and there it is official, LSU, the number one seed in the college football playoff. Congratulations to the Tigers. They're the best team in the country again. And Oklahoma had to fight and scrap again against Baylor. And I kind of feel bad for Baylor fan today. Because they played Oklahoma twice in the last month. And should honestly feel like we we should have won both damn games. And they crapped the bed in the first one. Blowing a twenty-five point lead, and then they were up early yesterday and kind of struggled through it, but came all the way back, got it to overtime, and then lose it. One you always want when you get a when you get a overtime college football game for it to get nutty, and it just unfortunately didn't yesterday. But Baylor was really damn good this year, and they'll get I would think into one of those uh, New Year's Six bowls. We'll see how those. The announcement for those will come out later today, I believe, like three o'clock. But that Baylor team was really good, and if they had won yesterday, they probably would be the team that's playing LSU in the in the first game of that college football playoff. And unfortunately, would probably get hammered. But they were really good, and they played really sound, great defense. And I do kind of for Baylor fan, they're going to be. It's going to be a a long few weeks after the season as they're crossing their fingers and just praying to God that Matt Rule doesn't leave because why wouldn't you consider leaving after what might end up being your best year at Baylor? And he completely brought it back because we know what happened with the end of the browse there and then coming there and it was bad to jump to playing for the conference championship game in his third year. That was huge. And it was not by mistake because you watched them. And they didn't beat a bunch of great opponents all year. And they didn't win. They didn't have those sexy wins where they go out and they just, you know, they're not typical Big 12 ton of points. They were really solid. So keep your fingers crossed, Baylor Bear fan, because teams have already been gunning for Matt Rule over the last couple of years. And the NFL has tried a few times to get him. Odds are that his tenure in Waco won't be super long, but they just miss out. And Lincoln-Riley, again, in a college football playoff three years in a row. Will they ever get over the hump, though? That's for as great as Oklahoma has always been. They don't have a bunch of national titles in the stoops and now Lincoln-Riley era, which is crazy to think. They're always there. They barely ever lose. Now the odds are completely stacked against them against LSU. So let's just make our quick predictions before we move on to our next timeout. LSU and Oklahoma, I'll take LSU.
2: I think you'd be silly not to take LSU.
3: Clemson, Ohio State. Ohio State, Clemson.
2: I'm going to go with my original take from earlier. I'm going to go with Clemson. You know what? I'm going to do it too.
3: Just because I want it.
2: Let's ruffle the feathers.
3: I don't. I just want Ohio State to to lose because all we've heard, and, and they are a monster. They're really good. Both sides of the football, but kill them. Because the committee loved them all season long. Just slaughter them. Do it. Give us LSU. Give us Cle- – either way, it's going to be good. But nobody in their right mind is not going to pick LSU to win it all, right? There's no way. It's the best team across the board with the best football player in college football this year, quarterbacking them there. So, again, if you missed it, the college football playoff rankings are official. Number one LSU, two Ohio State, three Clemson, four Oklahoma. So it'll be LSU Oklahoma December twenty eighth, uh, and then of course the same day it'll be Ohio State and Clemson. And I will actually have to watch that game overseas. I'll be in Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Is that the what does wee oui, wee oui mean? Means yes yes. Does it really? It does. Okay, well I learned something today. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety is the phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday. MLB winter meetings are up this week. A quick preview of what is to come in San Diego where will the Astros do anything? Let's talk about it next here on Sports Talk 790.
1: This is Clutch City Sunday. Clutch City Sunday. Here are Michael Connor and Brian LaLima. Yeah. Weezy that got-
3: Clutch City Sunday here on Sports Talk seven ninety. Michael Connor Brian Lima is off. Jackson Gatlin is here. Texans and Broncos coming up a noon kickoff at NRG Stadium. It's battle red day. Quick, Jackson, your favorite Texans uniform is which one? Is it the red one? It's gotta be the red one. I think it's the red one i don't know that's that that blue one that they wear against uh that they wore against the patriots that they wore that they wore the game before against the colts too where the numbers are red instead of white those are pretty good too
2: wait how many different alternates did they have three four
3: no. no they just got two they got the red and that blue one which was like the color rush when they used to do the color rush you know i always love the red one though i think the red one would top top it for me i will tell you this um and we'll see what the if the Astros uniforms look any different because, you know, Nike is now... And that totally went, totally went over my head. Under Armour was supposed to be taking over as MLB's uniform provider this year. And then in, like, May, they backed out because their sales apparently just went in the tank. And Nike, of course, came in, and now they own all three leagues with the uniforms. So Nike's now doing MLB uniforms instead of Majestic. Monopoly. Yeah, you know. They got a lot of money. They do pretty well. So we'll see at some point if there's. they've been slowly unveiling MLB uniforms for next season. Some teams have made some changes, including the Rangers this past week. Ugh. They're going into their new ballpark, and they are bringing back their powder blues, and they just I, they didn't look good. The, the powder blue look is going across baseball. For teams that used to wear them, but it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It fits the Rangers, though. Fits the Rangers to a T, and the Texans uniforms though. I mean, they're better. Or I shouldn't say the Texans. The I don't know where you are because you you do a lot of Rockets. You do the Locked On Rockets podcast. That Rockets uniform last night that that H Town one. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm on the fence about it. It's not their worst ever. The worst ever was the stupid sleeved gray ones they had to wear that year. Is one sleeve, year?
2: Any sleeved jersey ever is horrible. And those are done now, right? I mean, those are out. I think so. I, honestly, it bothered oh, those, me the most during the finals, uh, the year Cleveland actually won in Game 7, because they wore like those black s- sleeved yes. jerseys
3: all, the whole time. They were horrible. Whoever came up with that idea is so bad. So bad to look at. I still can't get past when an NBA player wears sleeves under his shirt. Like Capella oh, does. Oh, doing it, yeah. Yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. I, just, I guess it's because you grow like when I grew up, you could wear the, when you're playing basketball as a kid, like some kids wore shirts under under their, I just never did. It makes me think of
2: college. Like, because you see college players do that all the time. Yeah. And you see like little league players do it, but it, then you get to the pros and you rarely ever see it. Only it's making like a comeback
3: now, I guess. To me, it was just about like the true comfort of it. I mean, I guess every guy's, diff- somebody did call the other day. You would have loved this phone call. We got a phone call the other morning about, or maybe it was, no, it was on the post game show the night after the Toronto game. And that was a really good win. That was a really good bounce-back win for the Rockets. And they played really solid across the board on a night where James Harden couldn't get up a shot. And I don't know what you thought of the deployment of nothing but double-teaming James after they got up to the half court. Like, that was a bold move. And James shot well when he did get shots. But it clearly didn't work for Toronto that night. Like, but somebody called after the game. Because I mentioned it. Russ had a terrible shooting night again. And somebody said that, well, maybe, you know, I don't know. Somebody needs to bring this up to Maybe it's those sleeves he wears (laughs) that keeps him from getting comfortable with his shot. And I'm (laughs) like, he's been wearing these for years. He wore the sleeves when he shot 35% from three. What? Yeah, for years. I don't think it's that. I think it's probably just the fact that Russell Westbrook has no touch compared to most, like, great scores in the NBA. And I was going back actually the other day watching some old Russell Westbrook stuff. Somebody sent out a video of, man, I wish the breakup never happened between Durant and Westbrook and Harden. And it was a video of them playing against the Lakers in the playoffs when they were so... First of all, they all looked so young. James was wearing a headband. The beard wasn't nearly what it is now. The haircut was different. But they all looked like children because they were young. They were like early 20s. KD still had hair. Yeah, he did. And Russ, he was a freak athletic, you know, athletically. But even watching it in them, I'm like, you see why he's not a good sh- like. He just kind of he shoots it so hard. He also
2: he he shoots at the or he shoots after the apex of his jump, which is not yes. how you shoot a jump shot. That's yeah. an, like that is the worst shooting form probably in the entire NBA. It's honestly,
3: al- it's almost like he jumps too much on a jump shot. Like you, you wonder if. Somebody throughout the years has ever said maybe you should jump
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess?
2: Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Less. Because you have enough strength to where you don't need as much leg as you put into it. Because he puts a lot into him. But last night, the good news was that he shot the ball pretty well. The Rockets got a victory. One of his better overall, we talked about it before the show, one of his better overall smooth, productive games. Bottle that up. And if Ben McLemore wants to keep doing this Ben McLemore experience that we're getting the last few games, keep doing it, Ben.
2: And he did it off the bench this time. Yes, First great game off the bench yeah, for him.
3: Pulled up those numbers the other day. He was like well over, he was like almost 50% from the field, I think as a starter and well over 40 from three. And then as a reserve, he was like in the 20s in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage. But last night, you know, like he, like you mentioned, he did it. And Daniel House actually goes back to the starting lineup. and like crap. <laughs> it's weird. Sports get weird sometimes. But if Ben McLemore wants to keep shooting that way and be the offensive replacement of Gerald Green, Good as long as he keeps knocking down the three ball that's most we we know that that's the most important thing cuz they're going to give him open looks especially when teams do what they did against Harden for the, the Raptors game where you're doubling him and they're just leaving basically they're they're basically leaving Russ open and then the other guys trying to if you scramble enough and swing the ball enough somebody you're going to find an open shooter
2: I don't, I don't see that, that defensive scheme holding up over time. I don't either. It's, it's not going to work. And I think the closest version we'll see as we move along the season is going to be the way the Nuggets did it, where they did it randomly. And that's what really—that was the most impressive one to me is because it really did throw James off his rhythm because sometimes they wouldn't double at all. They'd let him ISO for a possession, and then other times they'd double on back-to-back possessions or early in the shot clock, late in the shot clock. And the randomness of it really seemed to throw James off.
3: Yeah, they just couldn't find any kind of rhythm. And at least they found some sort of rhythm with getting through that. And then, look, I mean, it'll work if the Rockets don't knock down their shots. We know that. The other guys don't step up and do it. Yeah, but that's like some mad level analysis. You yeah. know, if
2: you don't make shots, yeah. you're going to lose the game.
3: I mean, but that night, like, they hit them at an extremely great clip. You wonder how it would look if they hit it at an average clip. It'd probably still end up working out in your favor overall if you're getting up enough clean, open looks. Like, you're going to—how many wide-open looks are you going to— just straight up clunk. In and, and the odds of you shooting like below thirty percent as a team aren't great. Now, we know what happens when games snowball and get into the bad spot, like all it's sports. But you're right. I think it's going to be you'll see it deployed that double team type of stuff like when in spurts and games and in key spots in the playoffs and whatnot. It can't be you can't go an entire game like the like the Raptors did in that one. And then something that was nice in that one was and it's something that James, you know this, when James is shooting in rhythm, like when he was getting his shots in that game, the few that he got, he was getting them in transition, but he was like in rhythm on the move. And it wasn't like it wasn't iso ball, it wasn't the hero ball. He was getting them getting out and doing it like there's your attack, there's how you combat it. Just get out and run a ton. But keep racking up these wins in this part of the schedule too where you should get them. Period. Real quick, I didn't even get to it. MLB winter meetings start this week in San Diego tomorrow for the Houston Astros and everybody else in Major League Baseball. Uh, nothing's been going on for the Astros. We're still awaiting you know, some sort of they, – they, they got a catcher, but who knows if he's actually going to make the team. Uh, Robinson Chirinos is still sitting out there. The players were down in the Dominican yesterday for Carlos Correa's wedding, even though he's already married. Martin Maldonado and Robinson Chirinos were there. Maybe they're talking about you know, getting the gang back together. Come on back, boys. I think if there's one thing that the Astros got to have happen this week, I would love if they're going to do something going ahead and getting Robinson Chirinos locked up and back for another season. It shouldn't be crazy expensive. Probably around the same type of number you gave him last season. But they need to bring him back to be the primary catcher for this team next season. And if they can find a way... To get Maldonado to be the platoon guy with him, good. I'd sign up for that all day long. For an Astros team that shouldn't have a lot going on, of course we saw them trade Jake Marisnik away this past week, and they had to do that because they have a they have a logjam of outfielders. And Jeff Luno spoke to it after the trade that it it's going to be Miles Straw and Kyle Tucker that make this team out of the spring, unless something happens in terms of injury or crazy trade that you don't see coming and thing that we keep forgetting with baseball this season is that rosters will be 26 men on them instead of 25. So you're going to probably carry those two outfielders. And they have a very high opinion of Miles Straw to where they're probably going to have a very difficult time finding somebody to take on one year $13 million of Josh Reddick. We assumed it all season long was going to end up being the case that happened this offseason, but the odds unfortunately say that you know, there's so many guys that were non-tendered that are going to make less money on the open market in terms of outfielders available for teams, to where trading Josh Reddick is probably not going to happen. Josh Reddick's going to have to be a reserve type of player, probably. Miles Stroll's going to get some starts in center field. Kyle Tucker's going to get starts in right field, and that's a good thing. It just sucks that you lose Jake Marisnik's incredible defense, but Miles Stroll has the chance to be that type of player for the Astros in the outfield moving forward. Will we see something happen with Garrett Cole this week? I don't think so. The reports keep pouring out. there. love the national media. The Yankees, the Yankees, they want so freaking bad for him to go to the Yankees. And I have no doubt that the Yankees, I mean, clearly they've had a meeting. They're making an attempt. The report has been out there that they've got the go-ahead from management to go over the top and give out a a record type of deal to him. Fake news could be fake news. I will say if they do it and they extend to that type of level and the reports have said it as well they're going to if they don't want to pay crazy amount of luxury tax they're going to have to shed a bunch of salary and while it would stink to see one of the goliaths in your league pick up a guy that was a Goliath for you the last couple of years but you would have to question the ramifications of adding that type of salary to a team that's going to have to shed off a bunch for a rotation that's just kind of eh. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I'm still going to bet on Garrett Cole being on the West Coast in 2020 with a long-term deal either with I'd still put my money on the Angels and the Dodgers are always going to lurk. And if he wants to go to the National League, good. Honestly, good. Go. Go to the Dodgers. Stay out of the American League. Don't want to watch you pitch against the Astros probably four or five times, six times in a season at max. Just don't need it. 713-212-5790 is the phone number to join us. Clutch City Sunday. Wrap it up, the final segment. Final thoughts on Texans-Broncos. All of it, what I forgot about with the MLB Winter Meetings. Next, here on Sports Talk 790.
1: This is Clutch City Sunday. Sunday. Here are Michael Conner and Brian LaLima.
3: Red, white, and blue day. Battle red day, baby. Welcome to the greatest. Come on, let him belt it.
1: Houston, Texas. Are you ready for some football? Clutch oh, yeah. City
3: Sunday, Michael connor Jackson Gatlin, bringing back the greatest song ever. Tongue clearly in cheek. But you just have to embrace its awfulness. Texans and Broncos coming up in just a few minutes. So The Texans look to get to 9-4 and four on the season, taking on a Broncos team. that's not good. They will have Von Miller today, will the Broncos, who has been dealing with the MCL issue. So you got to watch out for him, of course, always, because the Texans' pass protection at times could not be great, but the Texans taking on a 4-8 and eight Broncos team. It's playing... Uh, good Lord, I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden. Drew Locke. I don't know why I was... I wanted to say... Who the hell was I... I was thinking of somebody else to say. Another crappy... I, would, I don't know. Look, the Texans should get the victory today. You run the ball. You would think, well, against a Broncos team is not good. You should be able to pick them apart with the passing game. No Will Fuller today, so probably a good dose of Kenny Stills. But again, you take care of your business against a team you should be taking care of your business against. You get to 9-4... You're setting yourself up. Division title coming again. AFC South champs for the fourth time in six years in a Bill O'Brien. That's, of all the Bill O'Brien dogging we love to do, it's the wildest part.
2: And you know what comes after that, right?
3: Super Bowl! There's Brian LaLima. We had to get him in. We had to get him in. I know he's jacked. He actually texted us the other day in a group text just said Super Bowl. He's not wrong. Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. Super bowl And these wins are important in terms of staying in you know, on the same track as Kansas City. Kansas City today will take on the New England Patriots. It's a late afternoon game, so we'll see how the Patriots bounce back from the loss to the Texans. But Kansas City and you are sitting at eight and four, so you have the head-to-head win over them, which obviously helps for the seating or gives you the edge in the seating. It would keep you at the three seed. So staying with them, or if they're not able to end the Pat's streak of home wins today, that'll give you an extra advantage and ease ease your road to the three seed in the AFC. If they lose today, that being the Kansas City Chiefs with Pat Mahomes. Excuse me, had to burp, but they're going to get the victory today. Plain and simple. The Rockets, by the way, they are back uh, in action. When, good Lord. The next game is tomorrow against, is it Sacramento? Am I? Am I? Yeah, it's Sacramento. Sacramento. Look at that. Off the top of my head, I remember. I was supposed to work that game, but I'm not. Ross is doing that when we flipped Mondays. I'm doing the next Monday because Tuesday morning at 520 in the morning, I'm on a plane to Orlando, Florida. So close to being perfect. Who? Could have been 4.20 in the morning. Don't ask me. Southwest books these things. <laughs> they schedule the flights. Or they, they schedule the timing. 4.20 would have been a little early. It's already going to be early enough. With four children ages 11, 9, and s- twins that are 6. For a 5.20 in the morning flight. How did you get roped into doing this again? Well, this They are my feet future nephews and niece. Okay. So it's their gift their christmas gift from last year from last year yeah well yeah we gave it to them that one well, dude it's expensive we had to pay we've been paying for it all year okay you all so you backlogged stuff.
2: the christmas gift
3: well i mean yeah they're gonna get other stuff but still they got stuff last year this is mm. a big gift for kids have you ever been you've ever you've been right you said that i've never no, been okay so you have i have not what am i saying i've been this will be the third time this year i've gone to the state of florida
2: you run into florida man at all while you're down there
3: i hope not hope not I've been to West Palm Beach, of course. We were there for like a week. We were in Tampa for like four days with the Astros ALDS against the Rays. And now I'll be in Orlando Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and back home early Friday morning. I'm going to be exhausted. That is a lock. We're basically getting off the plane at like 8 a.m. Tuesday morning, and we're apparently going straight to the park. And we're going to be there all day. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be. This is going to be a long day. No, you'll get a second win once you get to the park, I'm sure. There's no way. Me a second I just told you I don't like roller coasters.
2: But just the environment. I mean, the and there's all the oh, all the sugar in the air,
3: like I don't need sugar. I don't eat sugar.
2: I know you don't eat it, but it's going to it's going to seep into your bloodstream. I don't need that. You have no choice. It's that, Disneyland.
3: It's Disney true. World? Wait. Disney World. Disney World, my yeah. bad. land is in California. That's right i've never been to either i've only been to california one time right yeah one time for the world series 2017 been to florida a lot be back there again in february twice i think we're going to the super bowl i think i don't know yet I actually i think it's up in the air because the super Bowl's in miami and then we're right back there like two weeks later for spring training I, I I'm tired. I mean, I I can't complain. I'm going to Florida. I mean, whatever. The weather's good. Were
2: you really getting ready to say I'm tired of traveling?
3: I'm tired of Florida. Oh, okay. You can be tired of a place, right? You can be. I'm going to Paris and London later in the month. Wee oui, wee oui, baguette. Wee oui, wee. Oui. My longest flight of my life coming up. You got to watch uh, Ratatouille to prepare. What's that?
2: that? You've ever Ratatouille?
3: I have no idea what that is.
2: It's a Disney Pixar movie.
3: I've seen a lot of Disney movies because she loves Disney. We have Disney Plus now at the house, dude. It's on
2: Disney Plus. That's 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 your homework. I'm giving look. I know you don't like school. You know I, we know about your math struggles, but Thanks. I'm giving you homework. You're gonna go home and watch Ratatouille. I'm gonna pass. These are these are more brownie points.
3: You know what? I'm gonna go home and do today. Watch the Texans play the Broncos. No, no, not today.
2: Just at some point before the Paris trip.
3: I don't know, man. I'd rather watch the Rockets on a weeknight.
2: Just grab Sabrina and be like, look, we're going to watch this game. Or sorry, not watch this game. We're going to watch this movie, well, that's, and you're going to love it.
3: That's not going to be an issue getting her to watch Disney stuff.
2: Exactly, but that's how you get the brownie points.
3: But I've already I built them up. I went to Candle Day yesterday at Bath & Body Works at 5 a.m.
2: There's no cap on brownie points, man.
3: Yes, I, went to, I, went, I got up yesterday morning. We went to Candle Day at Bath & Body Works at 5 a.m. If you ever want to see crazy... You want great people watching for women going nuts for things, go to Candle Day at Bath & Body Works at 5 a.m. over by Town & Country. Crazier than Black Friday? Dude, it was like 50 deep. There were women, like, seriously scouting out the entire freaking store by standing outside the windows looking at all the candles ahead of time before they got in the line. And then, like... It's like this mad rush, like, oh my God, they don't have enough candles. We have to rush in here and get these half price candles that they're already selling at like a, they're marking up like 300%. They're easy gifts, though, when you're handing out gifts to people. Texans win today 32 to 20. I'm giving them 20 and I don't know why. Your pick? 42-21.
2: 42-21. Ooh, 42. Big game. Big, I mean, you know what? 400 yards for Deshaun Watson. Passing? Yeah. How about total? 450, 475. Yeah. I'm going to say he's not running much. He's
3: throwing for three touchdowns today. Yeah. They're getting the easy victory, and they're going to be 9-4, and four, and they're going into the home stretch of the final three games looking like bosses in the AFC. That will do it for Clutch City Sunday. Thank you to all that joined us. I'm back with you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., the Sean Salisbury Show. We'll get you ready for a week of fun right here on the station. Talk to you all tomorrow right here on 790.